is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Yeah, you know, it's quite good to be up and down. We're up and down, even you know. Um, so. Obviously a big game too for us, and, and uh, we'll be ready to go. The feel I had last night uh, was, um, you know, um, solidified by the work that we did this morning. Um, and, um, you know, I thought, I thought there was a lot of good in that game. I thought we uh, got derailed a little bit by the penalties. Um, you know, allowed a team to hang around because of the, the penalties. And uh, in the end, uh, small moments ended up costing us but in terms of the overall picture of that game there was a lot of good to it listen they're a good team they got good players over there um if you look at the way that we've played in the regular season against these guys, it's, it's been tight games. Uh, you know, we, we played them to seven-game series last year. They're a good team. It's going to be tight. Um, you know, there are little moments in the games that, that define the game, right? And it doesn't matter if it's top line, if it's, you know, the, the, the top six or bottom six, whoever's doing it, you know, we're all pulling on the same rope. So it's, uh, you know, we put the game one behind us and, and we move on to the next one. All right, some comments there from Hyman, Woodcroft, and McDavid as the Oilers will try to recover tomorrow after letting a 2-0, 3-1 lead slip away last night in that overtime loss to the Los Angeles Kings. 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game will start around 8.20 here on 6.30. Chat 780-496-0063. Kellen, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to Old Roadhog, uh, Roger, Dale, Yakushev, and uh, everybody else who's uh, wished uh, well wishes to me tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very cool, much. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, we are going to start with a unknown text that came in and says, I was just watching the Toronto and Lightning game. It's too bad the referee group must be told to let the American teams win. If we took the Canadian teams out of the NHL, maybe we could have a good league in our country. Well, there's a take, I guess. Uh, yeah, I saw. Now, I. Look, I, I, I've, I've told this to people over the years. When I am hosting a show, I have a game on. I am not always fully watching the game because, quite frankly, I can't do both, <laughs> both things right. well <laughs> at the same time, and i got to focus on hosting most of the time. But I, I have seen some complaining uh, online about the refereeing, though I thought that's, that was a major penalty on bunting. I, I mm-hmm. really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.H., or he says we can just go with ah. Because <laughs> you called them that yes, time. exactly. As texted in and said, Reed, remember I called Tampa in four or five over the Leafs as the Leafs suffer a goaltending collapse? I, I, I do remember that. That was his side prediction. That's right. He says, yes. and the hockey world rejoices, and then in parentheses, well, the sane ones. Well, hey. Well. <laughs> it's game one, but. <laughs> most of Canada probably uh, outside of southern Ontario enjoying this one so far though we do have Leafs fans in the Edmonton area and we have a couple I have a couple colleagues who are Leafs fan mm. one one of them I'm not going to give any names here one of them uh, I enjoy the way he's a fan really interesting to talk about hockey with the other Leafs fan here at the station is 1000% annoying when it comes to his <laughs> fandom I'm not going to say who it is I said he, so I guess that narrows no. it down. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. Well, I definitely about. know who I'm talking he, he is, about. Yes, talking about. His, the way he expresses his Leafs fandom is, is incredibly annoying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But hey, I'm easily annoyed, <laughs> so what do I know? Well, they're like Ryder fans, you know? They walk among us, right? So, uh, Adam texts in and says, 5-1 Oilers. 
LA scores first early. Book it. That's from Adam. He's texted in. He's got a prediction for tomorrow. There we go. That's well, that. it's just so tight, right? And and can you take control of the game? We know that there are more comebacks than ever before in the National Hockey League, but if you can get that three-goal lead, and that's what the Oilers needed last night, right? Or, or they needed Fogel to finish that chance with about four minutes left or up too late, then it's then it's totally different. It's I, I Again, I expect close games, and it's just who can play committed for longer. And I, again, I do not think the Oilers played poorly last night. I don't think this is a disaster where they look like they're outclassed and they're a complete long shot to win the series. I think ultimately L.A. just stuck with it just a little bit longer. And, and even though they were outplayed at times, hung in there, got some saves, and probably made a couple fewer mistakes than the Oilers, and that was the difference. Here's a handle for you, Reed. The Lave Man texts in. Oh, that's titillating. Yeah. He asks, is Holloway healthy? If so, when does he get in? Uh, yes, and I don't know. <laughs> that's probably not the answer that he wanted, but that's, <laughs> that's what I have. And, and Dino Bambino just made me laugh. Good he guy. says, texts in and says, could you please throw out the mayonnaise? It's ready to grow legs. Oops, that was for my wife, LOL. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we get a few of those. Sometimes we get somebody saying, hey, you got to pick up some milk or... <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah, apparently he has a situation yeah. in his fridge, so... There we go. Yeah, if you are shopping for this show, beer and potato chips are welcome. <laughs> and, and not don't, uh, mayonnaise we don't, from... we don't need milk and we don't need spoiled mayonnaise. mayonnaise you have to from... cut back on your beer, Kellen? Uh, yeah, uh, basically. Cut uh, it out or t- cut, cut down? Uh, completely cut it out right oh, now. Oh, that's just, disappointing. Just, just, yeah, I know. That's the, the worst. And it's the worst time of year, too, because the patios are just starting to patios. open up, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to go home. Well, I mean, you're working the Oilers games, but watch another game. Yeah, exactly. A, right? Well, that's okay. I oh, mean, well. I, I've, uh, I, I'm on a bit of an effort here to lose some weight the last mm-hmm. month or so, and I have, uh, I've cut down on my beer intake, and it has it has helped right. my, my belly a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's good. Exactly. All right. Kelly Rudy coming up next. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. 6-2, lightning into the second over the Leafs. Rangers up 5-1 on the Devils late in the third. No score early, Jets and Golden Knights. He joins us every week on the show, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm really well. I hesitated there just a second read because I'm getting really, really busy. How's that sound? Which is a great thing uh, if you're a hockey commentator because this is the uh, the two-month run that we all love and look forward to. And so, uh, yeah, I'm in Toronto and uh, ready to work every night almost. I thought you were going to hesitate to say that you're doing well because you know most of the people listening are in a little bit of crisis mode after last night. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that, about if you might ask me about, you know, how devastating is it to lose the first game? And I I was going over it this afternoon. I think I lost the first game six times in series that we won. So, yeah, it's it's not the ideal way to start, but it's certainly something you can overcome. Okay, well, let, well, let's start there, and I'll, I'll ask you this. There, there's losing a playoff game, which will happen, yeah. of course, yeah. and then there's losing a playoff game in a 
refreshing manner and maybe guarding against or being concerned about does does a single loss feel like more than a single loss because of how you lost it does that factor in is that a concern for you for Edmonton it's not a concern for me for Edmonton because I think they're beyond that I think last year's playoff run taught them that uh you know you going into LA down for game six and they could have been it could have been a well it was an elimination game and for them to find the uh, fortitude to win that and then come back home and finish off the kings that was huge and you learn from that you know i think of an experience i had i think uh it was 92 it would have been right in around there 91 and we were facing vancouver in the first round and i want to say we finished about 35 or 40 points in front of them so we have home ice advantage uh we start game one and we lose i want to say six five i wasn't very good uh and then to start game two we were down two nothing in the second period and then cliff ronning had a breakaway on me and i made the save and we roared back and i think we won something like seven to four but that was the pivotal pivotal moment in that series and so everybody will have gone through something like that in their career and you have to find ways to overcome what might be a difficulty or a difficult situation looking at it on the surface but mentally you have to make sure that you don't go down that road where you start to doubt yourself or your teammates well and, and I mean, it's interesting talking about that game last night because I thought the Oilers did a lot of good things, especially through two periods. I, and I'm just wondering what you saw and then maybe why you thought it slipped away from them. Well, I thought penalties were their biggest problem. You, you know, you can't allow a team like L.A. with that experience back in a game when, you know, it looked to be all but over when Dreisaitl scored his second goal in the third period and then uh you know and across the board so i'm not picking on anybody in particular but undisciplined penalties and it gave la some life and that's all they need just a little bit of life to feel as though you know what let's get within one let's get close and then uh, they're in it the entire time and then high skill pays off right like that when you look at the game time goal I thought the most important play was Doughty at the blue line when he was under extreme pressure and he had poise like you can't believe. And I think he bumped it back to Deneau and then it goes to Kopitar and, you know, that whole thing. An incredible backhand saucer pass by Arvidsson uh, to Deneau and then Kopitar uh, bunts it in. I mean, that, you can't teach that kind of stuff, and but you can't give them that opportunity to, to take advantage of those situations. Yeah, and Brownie and I talked about that a lot too, the penalties. You just can't have them no. pile up. I mean, it's it's going to bite you eventually. Um, Stuart Skinner, uh, you know, we've enjoyed watching him this year. I've enjoyed listening to his a lot of his interviews. I've actually learned from him you know and he, he puts uh he puts effort into answering the questions sure. i think as, as honestly as he can yeah. and, and again he was interesting to listen to today he said i was probably uh, around average in the game he said on the bright side i got my first nhl playoff loss out of the day and he said i know i can play better and i find that exciting and, and i think that's such an interesting way to look at it as opposed to an athlete who might come out and give you the cliches but you 
almost wonder if like, oh, is he in a rut here? Does he think this is as good right. as it can be for the next couple of weeks? That's a great answer, though. I love that. How exciting. You know, I can think I can play better. By the way, I didn't think he was bad at all. I thought he was just fine. You know, uh, a break here or there, like the game-tying goal, uh, if that puck just doesn't slide through by, you know, eight inches or something, which, you know, in a lot of cases, he's going to make that save. But that's all part of the learning. And, you know, I, you and I spoke about his lack of NHL experience about two or three weeks ago going into the playoffs, if it was a concern. I remember you and I having the chat. I said, no, I don't think it is because I we, you were talking about his experience from the WHL and also his uh, Bakersfield experiences. That was He had 65 games of playoff pressure in junior and the minors. That's a ton. I mean, you learn a lot from that. Yeah, it's not the NHL, and you'll see, you'll notice uh, when you start your first ever NHL playoff game that the speed and intensity is at a level that you've never witnessed before. But it all factors in. You know, he's had success uh, with Swift Current uh, in the WHL, all that kind of stuff. I, You know, I can't over state that enough how all that experience that he's had at different levels is still important to him kelly rudy joining us tonight on inside sports want to hit on a couple other things with you you uh, are around the calgary flames quite a bit throughout the season as well i know we talked about them not getting into the postseason and now brad trey living will not return as uh, general manager. I, I've always uh, had a lot of respect for Brad. Uh, I've interviewed him a couple times. He's been on with Stoff a lot over the years, even going back to when he worked for the Coyotes as an assistant. Um, didn't think he did a bad job, given the hand he was dealt. Is, is it Was it just time for change, or, or what do you think of this? Well, he did a great job, in fact, I would say. Uh, his team's made the playoffs, what, five years. That's hard to do in today's NHL. It's really tough to do. And considering the hand that he was dealt last summer with losing Goudreau and Kachuk, uh, not easy having watching Sean Monaghan, one of their top players for years, deal with an incredible amount of injuries and having to navigate through that. Um, I, I think that Brad has done an amazing job, but furthermore, he and I uh, have a really great relationship. I think he's one of the best people I've met in the game, and I've met a lot of people. I think he's got a really good heart. He really cares about people. I know his players feel the same way about Brad, but I do think that the pressure can get to people you know, in different ways, uh, high stress, uh, Canadian market, um, just you know, I, I was watching him. I'm just trying to remember what city I was in. And it was a, a game. Oh, it was in Winnipeg. Like two weeks ago, they had to win in Winnipeg. They had a stinker at home versus Chicago, I think it was. And they had to go into Winnipeg the next night. Uh, not an easy trip. I think the flight itself was over two hours. And I watched him that day in the hotel lobby, and he couldn't stop pacing. And and that wears and tears on a person, right? Mentally, physically, everything, emotionally. And so uh, if, if part of the reason why he left is because he just needed a break from all this pressure, I totally get that 100%. Yeah, okay. And I'll, I'll finish on a, a bit of a lighter note. Luke Gazdick was on the show earlier, and he told the story about living with Connor McDavid when McDavid was a rookie. And one day, Connor says, Hey, I need some stuff. Can we go to West Edmonton Mall? And Luke kind of said, You're sure you want to go to West Edmonton Mall? And Connor said, Yeah, let's go. 
and then it was very difficult for Connor to move uh, un unimpeded and uh, without getting a lot of attention from people. So, you know, he's got the celebrity. Clearly, you played with Gretzky and, and several other great players. Does a story come to mind about a uh, a public interaction or when you saw a teammate dealing with his fame at any time in his career? Oh, for sure. Wayne. I mean, you go back to 1994, the first ever NHL lockout. Uh, we were involved in it, and uh, Wayne decided to put together a, a group of guys I think we were called the 99 All-Stars, and it was a friendship tour. So we went overseas, and we played in seven or eight cities in uh, uh, geez, uh, Sweden, Finland, uh, Norway, Germany. It was a phenomenal trip anyways. but And we had great stars on the team like uh, Brett Hall and Steve Eiserman, Al McInnes. Uh, the list goes on and on. Messe joined us. Uh, it was an incredible team. Uh, and so the first city we fly to is Helsinki. And I'll always remember this. It was like a circular hotel. And uh, I had been in, on many road trips with Wayne where we get to the hotel and there's uh, not paparazzi, but there's the, uh, the card collectors and, and autograph seekers. And there's lots of them. But this hotel in Helsinki, as I mentioned, was circular, and it was surrounded by, I don't know, people, 30 people deep around the entire hotel. I'd never seen anything like it. First thing that I, I thought of was, this must have been what it was like for the Beatles, and, and probably more so, but you get my point, that we had never as hockey players ever experienced something like this. And this wasn't in North America where our, our hockey brand is big. This was in Finland, and so globally, I knew how the game was changing, and I don't remember much of the night after that about how Wayne had to try and navigate that. Uh, Janet was on the trip with him. Uh, I just know that I, I thought to myself, this is next-level stardom, and it was cool to witness and, and to be a part of. Wow, yeah, that is a great story. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Kelly. Okay, well, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, as always. Uh, we will have plenty to talk about next week as well. We'll have that uh, gap in the Oilers-King series if it goes six, so uh, we'll see where we're at then. And, uh, yeah, have have a good time in the studio, man. I, I know it's busy for you, but I know you enjoy it. You got it. Thanks, Reed, and we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Kelly Rooney presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to Sentinel Storage. Dot CA 7 2 now. Lightning lead the Leafs with 13 minutes left. Rangers beat the Devils 5 1. No score halfway through the first between the Jets and the Golden Knights. Start of the second period. No score in Red Deer between the Rebels and Saskatoon. Blue Jays lead the Astros 4 0. Top of the seventh. Go to the contest page on 630chet.com. Enter the Super Fan Contest to try to get tickets to tomorrow night's game. Announcing the winner during Chelsea on Chet on Wednesday.